and welcome to episode 60 of Geekers Creepers. This is the podcast where we talk about the geeky side of life and we talk about the creepy side of life. I am your host, I am your host Rob, and I am joined by Kelly Kapowski, uh, not related to the TV show. How's it going, Kelly? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. And I am also joined by Eddie Spaghetti. How's it going, Eddie? Doing well, doing well. All right, guys. Well, welcome back. Thank you again for joining us. Uh, or jo- uh, thank you again for joining me and, and doing another episode of Geekers Creepers. You guys will be sticking with us for the uh, creepy part of life. But before we start up, uh, let me start out with you, Kelly. What have you been up to since our... It's been a while since we last actually recorded. Um, and what have you been up to? Any new movies, videos, uh, books, or yeah. anything new? I just finished a book called The Sanatorium. Oh, which was a nice Halloween book that I was reading. So that was pretty good. Okay. Sounds like a Halloween book. Can you give us like a brief overview of what it was about? Yeah. It's um, this building in Switzerland that was like specially designed for tuberculosis patients mm. that they sent them. It's in the mountains. It was like all glass. Nature was supposed to help cure them or something like that. And then they, um, obviously tuberculosis like ended and they were turning it into like a fancy hotel, but then all these murders start happening at this like fancy hotel. <laughs> oh. So it's like the shining. Uh, yeah. Have you, have you ever read the shining or seen the uh, movie? I have not. Uh, yeah. I've, uh, actually read the book and, um, read the, uh, watched the movie too. And, um, I, it might be actually one of those um, points like where the the movie might actually just be a little bit better than the book, but uh, uh, both of them are really good. So We're talking about know. The Shining, not The Sanatorium. The Shining. The Shining, okay, okay. The Shining, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't know, maybe I didn't know, maybe The Sanatorium was also a movie that I didn't know about. They should totally uh, yeah. the movie. <laughs> I would dig it. It sounds, it sounds interesting. Um, anything else that you've, uh, Eddie... Other pop culture stuff that you've been up to, Kapowski? Um, not so much. I've been having a real life um, courtroom <laughs> drama. <laughs> yes, that is something for our fellow listeners. That might be something we can get into later on. Um, uh, uh, Kelly has uh, has uh, is uh, currently doing jury duty, but she can't say anything about this case. Nothing at all. <laughs> not yet. So, so maybe when it's all over and done with. She could give us yeah. an inside scoop, and that might be one of our episodes of Geekers Creepers. <laughs> it's going to be. So it's all about a stolen bicycle. Okay, let me get started. Um, but yeah, that'll be hopefully in the future. Um, Ed, how about you? What have you been up to recently, other than um, uh, other than your crazy trips out to uh, your crazy vacation? my crazy uh, my crazy trip out to uh, Tampa Bay? Um, no, not nothing really. Um... Nothing really uh, major other than that, uh, but uh, actually, I I was uh, trying to get into Andor, and um, I don't know if someone can help me out with that. I <laughs> I don't know if you've watched any of it, and um, I actually haven't read any reviews of it. But it's it, it I feel like it's I feel like I'm starting to get it. But in all honesty, I had just restart it. I had to restart episode one like two or three times. Mm-hmm. I just, I just didn't understand who. I didn't even know. Uh, I, I forgot the guy's name. The guy that's uh, is a Diego Luna. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy that's uh, 
uh, he he's the he's the that's that's his name right andor <laughs> is it is that his name in the in the show i believe yeah oh, yeah so okay so so i was just it took me forever to like trying to like figure out i'm like oh that's that's it i'm like it's isn't it endor that's <laughs> that's the moon that they all fought on in so, uh return of the jedi so i but i i i might need um I, I might need to. I, I think I'm only on like the third episode. I already finished it up, but uh, I'm just finally getting it. But I'm just, um, I'm really bugged. I, I, it was kind of like bugging me because I was just like, this feels like it should be really cool, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, it's just really confusing. I just don't understand where what what people are doing and why. You know, so that's that's the kind of thing. To the fellow Very listeners, tough. Andor is the newest uh, Star Wars series on Disney. Um, I, Ed, I have heard it does get better eventually. I started the first episode like you did, and I think I, I was halfway through, and I'm like, you know what? I, I'm on, I'm on Disney burnout, like the Star Wars and and Marvel. So I decided, yeah. I'm like, I'm I'm burnt out. Also, it was Halloween season, so I went crazy watching horror movies. I was watching <laughs> left and right, um, some really bad ones, some really good ones. Speaking of which, one thing I would like to talk about is, uh, fellow search, one thing, Eddie, me, and Kapowski all met up actually uh, to do a special outing uh, going to a haunted house. We went to, um, oh, what was it called again? The Haunted Massacre or what is that? The Massacre House or? It's the Warehouse? Haunted. <laughs> was that so- None of us know what it was. Okay, so either way, it was in. It's in. Uh, Montgomery, Do you got the tickets Illinois. still? <laughs> no. um, you got the ticket steps. But uh, we went there, and um, does anybody want to start out by saying what they thought of the? Uh, I think it's like the haunted massacre, mass, haunted like massacre, haunted house. Um, either way, Montgomery, Illinois. It's easy to look up. Just look up massacre or something. But does anybody want to start out by saying what they thought of the uh, the experience? It was a really long wait. <laughs> Be prepared yes. for a long line. <laughs> yes. Uh, that was yeah, this, absolutely this true. Around, yeah, this this time around, usually usually um there's there's uh there is a little bit of a wait, but this time around it was uh very noticeably uh it got to the point like where this better be good. <laughs> like, <laughs> So, and we waited about two hours, everyone. It was from the point, and we got there, we got there early to the point where uh, by the time we had been waiting about an hour in, the line was out stretching outside the place. And I mean, like I said, when we got there early, we thought that the wait was going to be maybe 10, 15 minutes. We'd be in. (laughs) Oh, were we wrong? (laughs) I will will say. Maybe the fact. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe the super fast one that we saw people <laughs> jogging through. Yes, so, that that was so, an option. A uh, couple, a couple of things. We, uh, overall, I like the haunted house a lot. I, I am going to dock it for that 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 wait line. That wait line. I don't think you should have to pay. So they gave you the option of paying um, an extra like twenty bucks to. You don't skip the line. You just go to a faster line. <laughs> you pay like even more than that to st- entirely skip the line. And um, and on top of it, you get um, you would get like a uh, a free axe throwing class or whatever, um, or escape. You would go to an escape room, but I mean, I don't think it sh- it should be like that. I mean, it was just it was it was really long, and and for some reason they had boxes and boxes of takis all over the place, which was unusual. Um, 
But overall, I the actual haunted house itself was a ton of fun. I've, that's the second time I've done that in the last like four years, and uh, I will say it is one of the more fun haunted houses. Eddie was our guide; he's the one that we let him. Uh, we left him to be our. Friend. I didn't really volunteer for to take a point, as they would say. <laughs> I think in in Nam, but uh, yeah, I uh, I had to. Uh, and and Kelly was a total wimp and got put herself in the middle, um, <laughs> so she wasn't didn't want to get in the back, but was right there in the middle. So uh, yeah, it was uh, uh, the haunted house itself. What did you guys think? So here's the thing about my experience there is that like they try to put so many people together that like the people behind me were like telling us to go faster, you know. Oh, and I didn't, I didn't know that. I don't know. Yeah. That was problematic. That. There was so many people that they were trying mm-hmm. to get people through, and I understand that. But you couldn't really take your time to like really look around very much, yeah. Because you have people behind you that are like, "Hey, what's the holdup back here?" You know. Um, it's like going mini golfing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But well, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess uh, what you know, me taking me taking point. I, uh, uh, of course, of course, I, you know. I'm, yeah, I get I I took I took the brunt of the surprises I would say, but uh, on the other hand, I you know I'm 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 a klutz, so <laughs> like if I misstep somewhere, like you know it's it could be a disaster. I don't want to be stuck in the middle of a haunted maze and uh, <laughs> uh, have to get a res- uh, uh, rescue uh, team out for me. But uh, <laughs> but uh, no, that. Uh, that, that was that, I think uh, so if it was running slow it was probably because of that's like, uh, <laughs> Eddie got scared so many times <laughs> yeah and <laughs> did get scared a few times that was kind of funny because they, they would jump out of nowhere you'd be like oh they're gonna come over here and then they jump out of the next the other corner <laughs> but uh yeah overall I, I guess was... I guess you could say I got my money's worth uh, yeah. I, got the, <laughs> I probably got the best bank I got I got the best uh, bank for my buck the best freak freak out for my buck or whatever. <laughs> got what I paid for. <laughs> yeah. Um overall it was fun. Um it was uh I, I would I would say I would definitely knock it down some points for the wait time and especially if I didn't know that there were people in the back wanting to hurry up. I think they have to figure out a better way of um of getting people through there. Cause look you're paying uh, I, I believe what was it? Was it thirty five dollars a person for just the regular yeah. 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 So at $35, I mean, look, 35 bucks, you I think that's the price of a ticket to Great America, isn't it? Like, you know, something or, you know, it's like right. some some other type of festivals. It costs $35 to get in and you spend the whole day. Um, yeah. It, it, yeah. You only do this once a year, but uh, I believe that the the quality should be a little bit better and you shouldn't be forced to pay an extra 10 bucks simply because you don't want to wait two hours. I think the two hour wait is ridiculous. Um, yeah. But oh, can I also say one more thing? Yeah, go ahead. This just stands out in my memory and I hate to be like the one with all the negative points. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Um, the guy with the firecracker, like the tool he would like ignite. The tube, yeah. Oh my God. Oh. And it like actually hurt my ears and he'd stand right next to us and do that thing and we're in line so we had nowhere to go to escape it so so that's yeah. one thing for uh, anybody who's done any uh haunted houses especially here in the midwest when there's a huge line they have actors that kind of go around and they kind of keep you entertained while you're sitting there waiting for hours 
And one of them, yes, had this really loud um, uh, firecracker that would just go off. And you wouldn't know when it would go off. You would just blow it up. And um, it wasn't scary as much as it was just annoying. Um, there were a lot of parts where, uh, like that, the train that would just constantly go off. The train, and we, yes. Yeah, and, and we were stuck there for like about 15 minutes where when I'm, and again, I don't want to, like Kelly says, I don't want to nitpick the thing, but it was so loud that, uh, like you could, yeah. you could literally go deaf. It was, it, and I'm not, I'm not. When I say literally, I mean literally. It, you, it was very, very loud. Um, and because of uh, that, led to another part of the maze. There was a hold up there, and we were just kind of having to listen to this train nonstop. There are, I will say, there are things they could do better for this haunted house. I thought if if they could streamline it better, I think this could be a very fun experience. But yeah, you're right. I mean, the more I, the more you, the more things you guys mentioned, I think maybe it was just average, you know, um, especially for the amount. Yeah. But uh, yeah. You pay. Yeah, agreed. The best in Illinois, isn't it? Or the best <laughs> yeah. The well, they claim? <laughs> not, not this last year. Freak, Freak Out magazine. <laughs> like, <laughs> Some random mag. How many? <laughs> Some mag that comes out, uh, what every once a year, like in <laughs> September, October. Hauntedmassacre.com. <laughs> like <laughs> publication. Yeah, this is this is the best place ever. <laughs> it's kind of weird. You guys have the same name as the website. Um, all right, so we are going to take a quick break, and uh, I'll be back talking about some of the geeky topics. But uh, Eddie and Kelly will join us when we send to talk about the creepy topics. So we'll be right back. And welcome back to Geekers Creepers. This is the podcast. We talk about the geeky side of life and we talk about the creepy side of life. So uh, Kelly and Ed will be back when it's time to talk about the creepy things. Um, We have a lot of articles for that uh, topic. So we go over a lot of news of the weekend uh, regarding creepy topics, some of them a little weirder than than others. But uh, usually uh, I do like to start out by saying, you know, like what we've been playing, watching. Um, Kelly and Ed gave their information out or what they've been doing. As for me, I could say I've actually been playing a lot of uh, different games. So let's talk about what I've been playing in games. Um, I finally beat Immortals Phoenix Rising. I have been playing uh, Dead by Daylight, of course. I have recently gotten into this Marvel Snap game, which is, uh, everyone's been talking about it. It's a card game that you can play on your phone. I believe it's also on Steam. But, I mean, it's, uh, at first I didn't, I didn't know what the big deal was. I'm like, what's the what's the big hype? It's all based on Marvel characters. Real simple game to understand. I mean, I'm not a big fan of card games. I I do own a Marvel card game for, um, well, two things. I own the original Marvel uh, Tops cards. I I was actually looking for them the other day. I couldn't find them. I'm hoping I still have them. But like when kids when they were younger and they were collecting baseball cards <laughs> and and like uh like football cards. Or I guess it was just mainly baseball cards. Well, while they were doing that, I was collecting Marvel comic book cards, and I have a ton of them. But this Marvel Snap doesn't have anything to do uh, with those original cards. Uh, But before I get into that, there was another Marvel card game that came out. 
And I literally believe it was called Marvel Card Game. I own it for the DS. I really wanted to get into it. I could not understand how to play it. And it wasn't like this came out when I was a kid. I mean, I was a grown adult when this came out. And I could not understand how to play this game. And I tried multiple, multiple times. Uh, No luck. So, yeah, it was. uh, And I really wanted to get into that. But I couldn't. Uh, so I was a little hesitant when I heard about this other one, but I've heard it's easy to understand. It's called Marvel Snap. Uh, and to anybody out there who who wants to give a card game a shot, I would say go for it. It took me a little bit to get into, but now I am all in. And I, you can't buy uh, uh, passes, I guess. I think what the passes do, they just give you – you, they don't give you different cards. They just give you cards that you can – change the skin of him so like one of it might be drawn like a regular comic what you expect as a regular comic but if you pay extra you'll get the uh 3d pixel art version of that or the uh anime version of of that character so you really aren't aren't paying to win you're just paying to have it look different uh so in that essence it's actually i don't feel like it's a pay to win type of system now that might change in the future, but as for right now, it looks it, it feels great. The other benefit, the other great thing about this game is when you start to play these card games, they're these games are over within maybe two to three minutes. So you can just play a bunch of them one after another after another and just be done. If you're bored, you're just wanting to take a, a waiting for somebody. You're going out shopping with your significant other. They're out shopping, and you're like, "Well, I got nothing to do. Pop this in." You'll be done. You'll have four or five games done within 20 minutes. Um, I would definitely recommend it. I it, Like I said, it took a while for me to get into it, but I really do enjoy it, and it is a quick way to waste some time. And honestly, I think that's the only game I have on my phone that I play. I'm not a big, uh, I'm not a big uh, proponent of cell, cellular games or phone games. I'm not a big fan. But, uh, yeah, I've been playing that. And I have been playing a bunch of different games. I got back into God of War. And so Jose is going to kill me when he, if, if he ever listens to this. But I used to complain how much I couldn't get into God of War because of the uh, the control system. The, the control system was different when I started to play it. I was used to, I went from PS3 to PS4. And a lot of the games, third-party or third-person games that I played... The uh, control, uh, and when I mean controls, I mean the control scheme, the, the actual controller, uh, the buttons on there were different. And I couldn't get used to these new ones where the attacks were on the trigger. And I just couldn't get into couldn't get into it. And the game itself was just not fun. I, I, I didn't, I just, it was, it was really a big hurdle for me to get over. And so then eventually I just put it down and I never came back to it. And I'm like, now that the new God of War is coming out, I decided to give it a shot. During this time, I've been playing a lot of Dead by Daylight, of course. And that control system uses the triggers also, but it's uses the triggers where it's, uh, you're in first person. And even when you're in third person, it really doesn't, it's not so much of an action game. Well, I went back to it and I think it's just the fact that I've been so conditioned out to use the triggers. I am actually liking God of War. Uh, and I know a lot of people are like, well, of course, it's a it's a good game. And it is it, I never said it wasn't a good game. I just couldn't get into the um into the control system. And now I am and I'm liking it. I don't know if I'm gonna 
I played the whole way through, but I'm playing story mode just to kind of hopefully get through it sooner than later. So that's, uh, I've been playing a bunch of different things since the last time uh, we have, um, since the last time the podcast was up. So uh, that was a very long uh, what I've been playing, but let's talk about the news of the week. All right, and the first item that I want to talk about is, uh, so this is more, this is on the geeky side, but it is uh, not video game related. But the Friday 13th prequel is coming out, and it's being done by Brian Fuller. Now, for anyone that doesn't know, Brian Fuller has actually released, um, he directed or created, I don't want to say created, but kind of like co-created one of my favorite TV shows of all time, and it is Hannibal. Hannibal, I absolutely love that show. It's not for everybody. It is a intense, intense show, but it it is very well done. So he's coming out. It's Crystal Lake. It's called Crystal Lake Friday the 13th prequel series in the works from Hannibal Creator. Peacock has announced a straight-to-series order for a Friday the 13th prequel Crystal Lake with Hannibal Creator Brian Fuller at the helm. In the reveal from Peacock, Fuller is listed as writer, showrunner, and executive producer of the new Friday the 13th series. For now, more details on the prequel are slim. Fuller is accompanied by executive producer A24, Mark Tabaroff, Victor Miller, and Rob Barsamian. Then it goes into a little bit about the Friday the 13th. So if this is a prequel, it won't be so much about Jason because Jason Voorhees dies early on. This would be about his mom. Uh, so, and here's the one thing that I loved about what he did with the Hannibal series. I love Hannibal. I've read most of the books, uh, Silence of Lambs. I read when I was a kid. Um, I've read, uh, the Red Dragon. Oh man. What is, I think, I think I read Hannibal also the other book, but I believe there's, there might be one more in there that I'm missing for some reason, but yeah, I, I've. Oh, I think, oh, yeah, no, no, it was. It was Hannibal, uh, Sides of the Lambs, Hannibal, the Red Dragon. I believe there's Hannibal Rising. I don't, there's one I didn't read. Either way, uh, it is, uh, what he did with the, with the show, he was able to use the characters and not stick directly with the, with the books. He kind of veered off a bit and it made more sense. Uh, for example, in the very first, uh, in the Red Dragon, you're introduced to Hannibal, but you're introduced to him as somebody that kind of knew um oh, what was his name? Uh not Starling, but he knew the main character from I'm drawing a blank, but he 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 had some type of uh professional relationship with the um with the main character of Red Dragon, the police officer that's looking out for the killer there. And you never it doesn't go into too much detail. You just know they had a, a small professional relationship. But the great thing about Hannibal, it builds that up. And it really builds up like, oh, you know, kind of the uh, the cases they were solving and how Hannibal turned. And it, it's it's a really good story. Very well done. Very gruesome. I was surprised they were ever, ever able to release it on NBC. But knowing that now he's coming out with the Friday 13th prequel, I am excited. I want to see what they're going to do. This is going to be a show. I don't like the fact that it's on Peacock because like, I don't know anybody that watches that, but um, I may have to break and 
get rid of one of the other streaming services and start streaming Peacock because I'm very excited about this. Uh, you guys tell me what you think. And uh, yeah, just tell me what you think. All right. The next topic of the week is Ikea sends a cease and desist to indie developer making furniture store survival game. This is awesome. Ikea, this is uh, from IGN. Ikea has sent a cease and desist letter to the developer of the store is closed. That's the name of the game, the store or the developer. Uh, I'm sorry, that's the name of the game. The, de- the developer's game is called The Store is Closed, an indie survival game about spending the night in a furniture store. As reported by Kotaku, lawyers representing IKEA have accused solo developer Jacob Shaw of committing trademark infringement and having given him 10 days to change parts of his game that allegedly represent IKEA branding. This includes a blue and yellow sign, a Scandinavian name, STYR, Steer, yellow vertical striped shirts, a gray path on the floor, and some furniture. All the foregoing immediately suggest that the game takes place in an IKEA store, the lawyer le- lawyer's letter said. So, yeah, I mean, look, look, looking at the game, it looks like an IKEA store. I'm not going to lie. I've only been to IKEA maybe twice, uh, but this looks like an IKEA store. I think IKEA should just let this drop. I think the fact that they've this game would have came out on Steam and probably would have twenty people maybe would have bought it and that would have been it. I mean, it looks it looks like a game personally that I would want to play because it just looks stupid. It does look like a survival horror game uh, in an Ikea store. Uh, again, though, if it was, let's say the guy was selling it, uh, for 15, 20 bucks, I wouldn't buy it. You know, maybe if it was like for three, four bucks, I'd be interested, uh, just for the novelty. But now that Ikea's brought this up, I mean, yeah, I think at this point now more people are probably going to look into it, but he's going to have to make some changes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the big deal is. I mean, Ikea, it's their, it's their brand. It's their uh, thing. But um, yeah, maybe you could just say it's a parody. He's parodying Ikea stores. How sometimes it feels like you can never leave. You're stuck in there forever. And maybe you can get away with it that way. But either way, this is, um, this is entertaining. It's, it's, I'll include a link to it. It really does uh, uh, have that Ikea feel. So, I do want to talk about one more thing in the news of the week, uh, and then I'm going to tell. I'm going to talk a little bit about um, a brief topic, just some something get, uh, that I've been thinking about. And then next, the next podcast, we have Will submitted his top ten games. I want to go over those. I want to do a little editing with that because I want to. Uh, I want to add some music. But Will, he's one of our listeners. He submitted. He's like, "Hey, here are my top ten games you gave." You sent out Jose's, here are mine, and I will talk about them. I haven't played all of them. Actually, with Wills, there's a good amount I haven't played. Um, but the ones I have, um, I do want to talk about. And then I also want to go a little detail about the ones that he submitted. So we'll talk about that next time. But for right now, we have one more news of the week, which will be real quick. And this is something that I am really into. If anybody knows me and my my gaming, I love VR but it says PlayStation VR 2 release date and price has been revealed. Again, this is from IGN. This PlayStation VR 2 will officially be released on February 22nd, 2023, which is not that far away. That's three months away. For $549, That and then there will also be a PlayStation VR 2 Horizon Call the Mountain Bundle that will retail for $599 at $600 for VR and the game. Um... 
Yeah, I mean, I, I look at the uh, new VR, and it looks – it's going to be wired. Uh, I was hoping it was going to be wireless, but that's fine. It just, it's going to be wired, and the I do actually really like the controllers. The new ones that they put out, they, they look much more – I think I I forgot which one of uh, which VR I tried. I think it may have been Oculus Quest, but their controllers were uh, they they just felt more natural when you were playing a lot of these games in VR. And there was going to be one similar to that, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm not looking forward to the price. Number one is you're already paying five hundred and something for a PlayStation Five. And then you're going to be paying another 550 which is more for the VR. So you're going to be paying with no games, no games included, and no tax. You're paying 1050 for a PlayStation and a VR. I, I just, I mean, I know VR is not supposed to be something everybody owns, but the goal is for everybody to have it, I thought. You know, the goal is to get more people in uh, involved, get more people wanting to produce games for or create games for VR. When you create such a high ceiling of a price, you're not going to get those many people buying it. You're not going to get those many games. I don't even think the VR 2 is uh, compatible with older games. Maybe a few, but not all of them. So you have to buy new games, Um even though you have you you might have a few of them from the old uh, PlayStation or PlayStation Four, I really don't think this is a good idea. The way they're pricing it, um, it's one of those things that people are going to say, "Well, wait till it goes down." And as much as I like to believe that's a good uh, that's a good thing to do, but if everything if you wait for everything to go down in price, that means that they never sold really well in the beginning. So. You know, yes, it'll go back down in price eventually, but hopefully. But will they ever? Will it be considered a success if they have to wait for people to uh, wait till for the price drop before they buy it? I want VR to be a success. I absolutely love VR. I've met, you know, I've had plenty of people play uh, my VR that I have here, and they all love it. Not all of them, but a lot of them do. A lot of them get into it, uh, and it's just kind of disappointing when this seems to be another stumbling block in the future of i don't think everything's going to be vr but i think it is good to continue to make games in that in that vein that way you know you can still play sitting down on your couch but then you can also be immersed in some games uh when a vr game is good i'm telling you guys it is unbelievable uh the one thing that usually keeps me from playing more is the the headset i mean it's just it, it's heavy and after a while you're just like i gotta take this off um but uh yeah we'll, we'll see what happens but uh all right i'm gonna take a quick break guys i'll be right back and uh we'll talk about a quick topic For my final topic of the week. So this is something that I've, for all you older gamers, and I'm not talking to everybody out there that's like, oh, I'm 25, I'm an older gamer. No, 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 I'm talking older gamers. 
I'd like to know if you guys can ever give me your feedback and tell me how do you feel whenever you go out to a brick and mortar shop and go out to buy a game for yourself? Like I've been doing it for years. I've been, I buy a lot of older games. Uh, I buy, um, as you guys know, I mean, I collect, I buy older games. I uh, go out and buy new games too. Um, And it's those things I've been doing since, I mean, when I really started going out buying my own games, it might've been, Sometime in college, I was buying old school Nintendo games. At that time, I wish I would have bought so many more. I'm not lying. They were selling them for like 25 cents, a dollar. The most expensive ones were $5, and I believe that was Metal Gear Solid. But they were like 25 cents a dollar. And at that time, I didn't have a job. Also, I mean, 25 cents was a little more than it is now uh, when you look at inflation. But still, I really wish I would have bought a lot more older Nintendo games. That being said, you know, going out now as you get older, there's always that assumption, not always, but a lot of times there's an assumption that you're not buying the game for yourself. You're buying it for your kid. I don't have any kids. And I went out the other day and <laughs> I went out to GameStop and I bought uh, the new Ninja Turtles, not the new one. I'm sorry. The Ninja Turtles, the one that has... All the old, uh, all the old games, the NES, the old Game Boy games, the old SNES games, the Genesis games, the arcade games, all the old school ones. I bought that, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm, I want to buy this uh, kind of old school reminisce about the old games I used to play and play it on my um, on my Nintendo Switch, which I did. Oh, that's a, also by the way, that's another game I played. It's a lot of fun. I absolutely love it. If it goes on sale, I definitely recommend it for everybody. I bought it. Uh, I think I bought it. I bought it brand new. So I wouldn't say buy it new. I'd say buy it used if you can. But uh, so yeah, I went out and got that. And I walk up to this young lady who's working the front register. I want to say she might have been maybe 21 or younger. You know, maybe she was 19, 20. First thing she asked, she's like, uh, as I hand her the thing, she's like, Oh, uh, does your son have a GameStop? Uh, or does you, maybe not? She didn't say son. Does your does your kid or your child? Maybe she did say son. Have a GameStop uh, card or a membership with us? <laughs> I was like, I mean, part of me, I'm like, no, I don't. No, that my kid doesn't have a membership because I don't have a kid. Um, but the other thing was like. Why that for me? I mean, it's it was aggravating because like I I didn't say anything. I just said I said no, and then I, and this isn't the only time this happened. It's happened to me a bunch of times, and then I gotta act stupid and act like yeah, I'm buying this for my kid, you know? Because I'm like I don't want to correct them, but then I don't want them to. I I don't know. Maybe I should correct them. Maybe I should. But it's aggravating because. You know, we have people who, you know, people who enjoy video games. There's a subsect of older, uh, of the older generation, or even, you know, our, our peers who look at, you know, people who play video games and say, well, that's a childish thing. And then you have younger people who are like, you know, who's, who are all about, well, video games are art and it's not a childish thing. You know, it, it's it's something that, um, it, it's art. You know, it's like music. It's like a book. It's a story. 
But then again, when you have people who are younger and still assume that, you know, when you buy these games, you know, even though it's like, it, it is a Ninja Turtles game, don't get me wrong. It's, it, it's, it's more fun. It's not supposed to be taken seriously, but when you buy that and the person who's selling it to you, the one who would, the person who would probably make the argument that no video games are art are assuming that you're too old. So you, sh- you probably aren't buying this for yourself. It it gets annoying because I've, it's happened a bunch of times. And like I said, I don't correct it. I just let it go. But yeah, uh, it's something I think Jose and I, we talked about in the past. And this probably wasn't one that we were, uh, I don't think we ever recorded it. We would just talk about it before we would start our shows up. And kind of makes you, I mean, as much as I want to support brick and mortar shops, you know, why do I want to go there where they're going to make me feel like, eh, you know, let's get this old guy out of here. You know, why not just order it online, which I could. But I mean, I won't stop ordering online or I won't stop going to the shops because I bought some great ones there. And I guess at the end of the day, just the older I get, maybe hopefully people realize that, uh, you know, everybody will start to realize that gaming is more than just uh, a kid's hobby. You know, because it is. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. There are games that are kids' games that I still love playing. You just sit there you, and you play those. And for anybody that would ever say, well, you know, they're just, you know, you're just, just a waste of time. To that person, I say a few things. One, I would ask that person, look, do you watch sports? Because that's just a waste of time. You know, you're not out there playing. You may have played when you were a kid, but now you just watch somebody else do it for you. It's a waste of time. But I'm not going to hold that against you. Number two, uh, do you have anything on your phone? Do you play Sudoku? Do you play uh, Minesweeper? You know, uh, how about that uh, Bejeweled or whatever that's called? If you do, look, you're doing the same thing. You know, if if you're on Facebook all the time, if you're on Twitter, that's a waste of time. But it's a hobby that you enjoy doing. Okay, and as long as you're not harming anybody, and and it's not causing it's not causing harm to anybody, it's okay. You know, and uh, it's just that it was it was just something that happened to me. Uh, you know, I'm sorry, I'm going on a on a tangent now. But it was just something that happened to me again the other day when I went to go buy uh, a game. And yeah, I mean, the the demographic is getting older, and so I think you know it's not only the the older people and our peers that have to realize that gaming is for everybody, but it's also the the younger generation. You know. Not everyone's going to be a 20-year-old that plays video games. You're going to have people who've been playing for a long time and still do. Um, and they shouldn't be ashamed of it. I'm not you shouldn't be ashamed if you're a sports player, if you like playing Bejeweled or whatever else. You shouldn't be ashamed. Do it to it. If you like going to the movies, do it. It's all you. If you like watching cartoons and anime, do it. But with that said, guys, I am going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to be back with Kelly and Ed. As I mentioned, next week we're going to have, not next week, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have uh, Will's Top 10 Games, and we'll be talking about that. So that said, I will see you all soon for our creepy topics. And welcome back to Geekers Creepers. This is the podcast. We talk about the geeky side of life, and we talk about the creepy side of life. Now it's time to get creepy. All right. So one of some of the stories we have today are 
Uh, well, we've got a bunch of random news of the week. So this one, this week, we actually won't be having a topic of the week. That's something I'm going to be working on, hopefully for the next episode. This time we have a few news of the weeks, so and we're going to start with uh, one of our favorite websites. They're all our favorite websites. This was the Singular 14 Society. And the title is, Most Recent Photograph of Ogopogo is Making Waves Encrypted Community. That says, Dale uh, and Colleen Hanshaw were boating with their friend, Myrna Germain Brown. Wow, they really give you the full names of these people. Just over a week ago on Lake Okanagan in British Columbia, Canada, when they spotted something unusual in the water, reported Global News. Dale initially spotted the object and told Colleen to get her camera ready as he turned the boat around, steering the ship within 10 feet of it. As a boater, I was just looking to see is this something dangerous that needs to be marked so somebody doesn't run into it like a deadhead or something like that, Dale said. We went on by and I got thinking about it and I said to Myrna and my wife, that didn't look right. We've got to go look at that again. We were all puzzled as to what that possibly could be, he added. You know, we kind of eliminated what it wasn't in our heads and we talked about it a little bit and then we just kept going on. Despite having photographed the object with Colleen's phone and even seen it with the naked eye, the couple and their friends were unable to identify it. For one thing, the two nodular things are sticking up, whatever they are. Those are about three feet apart, Dale said. And I've done some research since we took this picture and it's not a plant. It's not kelp because this is a lake. It's not the ocean. It's not a sturgeon. It's not a dead deer upside down. You can eliminate all these things, but the next question is, what is it? Ultimately, Dale said he just wants to know if anyone saw it or knows what it could have been. If it's totally disappeared and nobody knows what it is, then what is it? We don't know, he asked. The unidentified nature of the object has some wondering if it could be Ogopogo, Lake Okanagan's resident monster. It goes into a little more detail, but were you guys able to take a look at the photo on this one? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think this is? So I did a little research on this. Oh, okay. Hit me. This one is interesting. So there's two like main theories about what it could be if it's not this like Loch Ness monster mm -hmm. type situation. One is that it's like a type of whale, like a primitive type of whale that there's might only be a few left of or something. Okay. Another one is that it could be a diving duck or a bird because there's lots of a duck and bird diving species mm -hmm. in that area. And also interesting that this lake is almost 800 feet deep. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. And oh, it's wow. Okay. Miles long. So it's how, many, how many miles long? I'm sorry. It's 84 miles long. Okay. So yeah. it's huge. So it does say in the article that Lake Okanagan is home to several species of diving duck, um, which can dive over 20 feet. Uh, yeah. Uh, let me see here. Um, go ahead, Eddie. What do you think here? Um. <laughs> uh. <laughs> You know what? Like, uh, I'm I'm looking at it. It looks like a a morphed uh, tiger, uh, with the eyeballs like kind of like shifted, and then someone I, I don't know. It just kind of looks uh, it looks a little fake, but uh, all right. Can I? Tell I, I it's probably not. Yeah, go ahead. Can I tell you what I see? If you guys look at the um the second photo, are you on the website, the Singular Fourteen? Yes. All right. If you look at the second photo, <clears throat> it looks like a Photoshop head of a um of a husky dog like i see the snout i see the eyes and the ears are yeah. poking over the water like they photoshopped it underwater i don't know why that's all i see 
So maybe, I, I kind of feel like I see that too. Yeah, that or Tony the Tiger or something. You know, oh, like, oh, oh yeah, they're great. <laughs> this is a great photo. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. Could it be? Uh, it, could it be a sea turtle or something? But it, it, I mean, but this is a lake inland, right, in British Columbia. So uh, I don't yeah. know if that could well, be. K- Kelly, is it an, it's an inland lake, correct? Yes, and also this is like an ancient thing that people have. Mm-hmm. Like, there's been sightings of yes. this thing. So uh, another theory is that, and this goes back to the indigenous people of this area that there was a miscommunication like when the settlers from Europe arrived there about there being a spirit of the lake, that the indigenous people said it protected them from valley to valley mm. and that the settlers misinterpreted due to language barriers and thought it was an actual thing in the lake. Ah, I see. And ever okay. since then, it's just kind of morphed into it. Now that it's like, it's a big tourist thing now. Apparently. Mm-hmm. And so that might be why they want to perpetuate the gotcha. idea of an actual thing when it never really was. Gotcha. Right, right. Oh. Yeah, I don't, I mean, look, right? Lakes. Well, if, uh, I, if I'm ahead. not mistaken, though, like, if I'm not mistaken, Lake Loch Ness is kind of like the similar, uh, similar situation. It's actually really, really deep. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, I, I mean, I, I would say as time goes on, it, this is probably less less likely that there's, but the, but it might be like some type of in, instead of some type of whale, it actually might have been some type of like uh, like uh, like dinosaur. Well, me, okay, maybe like a whale, but like a ty- right. like a uh, dinosaur uh, fish thing that uh, you know that uh, eventually just evolved inside Loch Ness, and that mm-hmm. was it. But uh, I would say as time goes on, you, you know, you'd figure all these people are searching for this thing, you know, that they'd, they'd something, something would come up and, and figure, and we'd figure out what this thing is, you know. But, uh, well, uh, when it comes yeah. to water, I mean, look, like, I think it was just a couple of, um, couple of months ago, there was a, uh, a scientist who found a new, like a snub-nosed bee, you know, in a park, like a local park. She discovered a new bee. Um, there's yeah. been cryptozoologists that, we're looking for this fish that dated back to the prehistoric eras and they found one in the Amazon river, you know, and it's like, they thought it was extinct. So you know, is it too far fetched to say, well, maybe there still are, uh, I mean, it's not even too far fetched. Uh, we know in the ocean, there are uh, species that we yet, that have yet to be discovered. You know? Right. Is it yeah. too much to say that maybe in this lake, that there's something there that we don't know what it, you know, that we haven't sure. discovered yet. And, you know, there's only a few right. of them. Some sometimes they pop up. I mean, it's. Um, well, what do they say? They say um, uh, actually, I I I think you saw some of the videos I was shooting over uh, mm-hmm. uh, Tampa at the Tampa Bay Aquarium or the Florida Aquarium. Uh, I mean, they're saying like you know, less than twenty percent of the ocean bottom is 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 mapped and and has been explored. So I mean. Uh, like, like they always say, like we know more about the the surface of the moon than we do know about the surface of the the ocean. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. it's kind of interesting. They say that's because we're terrestrial beings and we always look upward and never down. Yeah, right. And so, who knows? I mean, maybe this is. Look, maybe I don't think it. You know, is it Ogopogo? Maybe. Who knows? We don't know. <laughs> but uh, you know, is it uh, is it a duck? It could be a duck. Go, you know. Um, or it could be just this new, un, you know, this uh, this new species. I, I it, it's 
it's interesting. You know, I let me tell you this. I'm not a big fan of big bodies of water. They, they creep me out. I've got what's known as the lassophobia. You know, like I can still get on a boat and go somewhere, but I get creeped out. I'm going to tell you right now, if I saw something like this when I was on a, while I was on a boat, um, I think I would have an accident. I think this would really creep me out. That would be, that would, uh, you'd see me cowering in the corner of the boat. That'd be a little too much. <laughs> Which Kelly, I don't know if you ever know this. Uh, Eddie and I, we went out fishing once, and um, uh, we went out to the middle of this lake, and thinking like, oh, we'll just we'll just uh, paddle or we'll paddle out there. We went out fishing. We're like, it's time to go back. We we went too far out. We couldn't get back, and we were oh, stuck no. there. We were stuck in the middle of the lake trying to paddle back, and um, finally, some uh, some we waved uh, a guy down, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he tied us. Oh, he, he tied us to the boat and to his boat. And <laughs> no, he brought us back on shore. <laughs> oh my god, that's so embarrassing. Maybe, maybe it was Ogopogo holding us back there, Ed. <laughs> but all right, on to the next news of the week. All right, this is also from Singular Fourteen. This is Droitwich quote. Bedroom abduction video, oh, unquote, video once again in the spotlight after comments by UFO investigator Nick Pope. I'll read a little bit of this, and then I think we'll watch the video. I'll see if I can share my screen here. It says, a video of one woman's purported, purported abduction from her bedroom in Drentwich, England, is once again making its rounds on the Internet following new comments regarding the event made by former Ministry of Defense UFO investigator Nick Pope. The video was first released to the public in September of last year by the Birmingham UFO group, Bufog, uh, who posted it to their YouTube page. Although the footage itself was reportedly shot in 2010 the and featured on the television show Fact or Faked in 2012, according to the video's description on YouTube. Infrared cameras footage potentially showing an alien abduction taking place. The footage was taken by a family from Droitwich a number of days after the mother had vivid recollections of an abduction experience. The camera was set up by her husband in an effort to set her mind at ease and help her sleep better after this incident. During this particular night, she had a second abduction experience, and in the morning, the camera footage taken throughout the night was checked. In the footage, the father is on the left and the mother is on the right, sleeping under a duvet. The duvet on the mother's side is lifted up, but then falls flat on the bed, giving the appearance that she has vanished. After 12.5 minutes time, the duvet again lifts up very high, and when it settles, the mother is once again visible. The family were unable to extract the video file from the infrared camera as it was not intended for this purpose. To get around this, they connected the camera to a monitor and then recorded the screen. This footage is believed to be genuine and not deliberate hoax. The family sent this video to be analyzed via the American television series Fact or Fake. They were unable to successfully recreate the footage without the use of hidden contraptions. All right, so let's see if I can play this. Let's, hopefully it's not too loud here. I'll mute it. Uh, did you guys take a chance, get a chance to watch the video? I did. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it right now, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Um, so in the video, like it's a lady just, oh, I said I was going to share the uh, video. You're watching it though right now, Ed, correct? I'm looking at it right now, yeah. All right. So it's like a lady that's sleeping on her bed. It's a really grainy video. And suddenly it, the, as they say, the, the covers kind of raise up and then poof, she disappears. It really is like a, uh, um, a magician's trick. And I believe after a while, yep, they, they lift back up again and then she's back onto the bed. All right. right. 
Um, Kelly, I'll start with you because you saw you you saw the full video. What do you think of this? Is this fact faked or? Well, you know what? Let me start by asking: Do you do you believe that people have? What do you think of UFO abductions? Do you think they're all fake or or is it just people? What well, what do you think of UFO abductions? Let me ask that. I have yet. It's a. I would have to judge based on the case, but I have never mm-hmm. read about or seen any case of abduction where I felt like it was legitimate. And, so and I, I, I'm, the, like, I'm the same way. I, <laughs> I judge by the case. Some are creepier than others. Um, and it seems that I think UFO abductions became popular after like the 1930s when the green men from outer space, you know, became popular with TV shows, not TV, but like radio and although the war of the world. Steve, yes. War of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Then it became something of like, Oh, well there's green men that are taking us. Uh, I mean, or do you think that nobody just like took it seriously before that they just got dismissed. So nobody ever talks about it really. So when we think about it, there are in, uh, you can even look at like Christian, stories and like you know past stories where people get visited by angels and get you know something happens or from other beings you know was that their way of telling the same story you know which is a little scary and creepy you know that in and of itself because um there is a book i believe it's ezekiel in the bible where they describe the angels coming down and when you hear the descriptions at one point jose and i were going to cover we were going to cover this but when you listen to the descriptions of the angels they sound like spaceships, like to the point where it's like fire, metallic, you know, they're metallic, there's fire in the sky. And it's like, no, this is not an angel. This sounds like a spaceship that's landing on planet Earth. I've heard um, that it, it's like the angels are actually kind of scary. I've heard that before. Yes. The angels in, um, if you were to actually draw it like what they look like, like they have a bunch of eyes, they have eyes on their wings. They're not like, they're they're, they're not these cute little babies, you know, where you know, um, no, they're actually really creepy things because they're not the cherubs. Idea, they're not cherubs. They're not, <laughs> uh, they don't have they don't have supple cheeks. You know, they're <laughs> um, they're uh, they're these beings that are just like creepy and, and are not understand. They, we can't comprehend it because they're so they're of another world. You know. Uh, mm-hmm. um, but all right. Well, with that said, Ed, let me ask overall: What do you think of like abduction stories, uh, etc.? Oh, in, in general. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <clears throat> probably uh, mimic um, Kelly's uh, Kelly's sentiment. I I really don't. Uh, I don't think there's anything that seems like uh, uh, legit or um, uh, there's nothing like uh, beyond a reasonable doubt that mm-hmm. uh, that should that the, there's not enough evidence out there that that these things are really happening to oh, people. And- I agree. There's not going to be. That's why, you know, that's it's such a crazy thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I agree with I mean, Kelly. Well, like it's on a case by case. My big thing is I've never understood why somebody, you know, why would somebody make something up that's so insane? What, I mean, you're, it's not like they're going to become millionaires out of it. If anything, they're just going to be thought of as the local, you know, nutcases. Weirdos. Yeah. yeah. True. I mean, what do they have to gain out of it? Other than, you know, are, are these people, is there something else going on in their lives that, they actually believed it happened. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys ever have, have ever encountered this where um, did you, have you ever had like a, a memory that you're like, I know this happened to me or was it just something I dreamed of when I was a little kid or is it something that, you know, maybe I don't, have you ever had that happen where you don't know you're like, you're positive, but 
that you start doubting. Did this really happen when I was a kid? Like deja vu? No, not deja vu, but more like, uh, let's say you remembered going to, let's say, a store, but that store never existed or you can't find it. And you're like, well, did I ever go? Or was it something that I dreamt of once and just kind of stuck with me? Never happened? Uh, all right, I'm the only one. I think I've been abducted by aliens, people, because I'm the only one that this has happened to. Rob, stop drinking. You guys don't remember this shit? I mean, we were all hanging out, and, you know, you guys came out and talked to us? Um, but, uh, man, I, all right, well, I'm going to look this up, because I got I got problems. I got to go see a therapist. Um, but with that said, what do we think of this video? So can we start with the fact that this is her second abduction? <laughs> like, yeah. in the first. Oh. So we're starting off on a strong yeah. You remember your first abduction. She had a vivid recollection. <laughs> so that's my first thing. The second thing is they sent it to an American TV studio. Agreed. A little odd. Okay. And then also, the last point, I didn't realize when you get abducted, it made you invisible. Because that's what happens to her. She's invisibly levitated. Mm-hmm. Like and we never actually about, yeah. see her body. So those are my three things. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ed, what is yours? Um, I, uh, I, I'd like to take a, a second closer look in there. But uh, <laughs> you know what? In all honesty, I feel like she's kind of slipping outside <laughs> the edge of the bed. And then she's coming back up. Okay, I'm sorry. It just doesn't look. This looks so. Exactly what that's exactly what I saw. Like I see. Like it's like she slipped off the bed. And then then she slipped off. (laughs) She slipped out. And then uh, no, and and just right when she she comes back in, somehow the the guy the guy. There's two people in there. Like this is odd. Yeah, this is. You know, I want to. I want to hear. I wanna, there's no sound to this. I want to hear if there's sound. That way you can hear. Thump. <laughs> yeah. out of bed. It looks like there's a fan blowing air into yeah. like the blanket and making mm-hmm. it a big bubble, and then they turn the fan off and the blanket falls. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I, I. She I, falls I, off the bed. The husband's just there's like, I actually made abducted, abducted again. <laughs> just like, you know, no, no, it's it just, I agree. It does look like she just like slips off the bed and plops <laughs> on the ground and then decides to crawl back in. It, it, it's um, um <laughs> fact or fiction. No, no, no. This is yeah. fiction. <laughs> did you read the description no. on what she said the the guy was like when she got abducted? Like, what no. Did what did she, what did she say? Oh, I, I did read God. it. But... So good. So she described him as a little man with short red hair and oh. pale skin, and I was like, "Is that a leprechaun?" <laughs> <laughs> and he wanted my lucky charms for some reason. <laughs> Why did he describe a leprechaun? <laughs> so weird. <laughs> Pale, red hair, pale skin. And it was wearing a white lab coat, like a doctor's coat with dark sunglasses. It's like. (laughs) They're magically delicious. He comes back with an Irish accent. (laughs) Well, now we know that leprechauns are the real, uh, the real terrorizers. They're the real abductors. Um, Yeah, this one I'm going to. Look, there's a lot of abduction stories which do creep me out. There are really interesting ones. There's ones where people have lost time and they don't know, like groups of people have lost time. They just, they can't figure out what happened. Um, There are ones where um, it makes no sense why they would 
there's a famous one that uh, oh my god, it was made into a movie. Uh, Eddie, do you you know what movie this one is? What I'm talking about? Oh, the fire abduction. in the sky. Maybe? Fire in the sky. Thank you. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's a very famous one. And uh, you know, like the guy was adamant that is what happened to him. And yeah, I mean, yeah, well, there's some like, it, the way they, the way they. I mean, I I've never read up more on it, but uh, you know, it looks like uh, <clears throat> you know they were having uh. Uh, lie detector test done, mm-hmm. and uh, both it sounds like you know e- either they believe the story that they either it happened or they all believe the something happened, yeah. you know, or some some sort. I don't know. I mean, so, it could have been maybe it could have been a hallucination, you know, uh, with drugs. I don't um, know. Yeah, I mean, look, I've I've always said one thing. I I, I will hundred percent say there is life out there in space. There has to be. There's absolutely. No way there is not. I mean, it's just just even in our own uh, our own galaxy. There's so many stars out there that it's like it's like winning the lotto every day, you know. Um, but you know, if they've been down here, uh, you know, that's something different. It's something I, you know, that's uh, in my lifetime. As I've always said, I would like to see some proof of it. But you know, uh, yeah. Well, right. you know, what do they, what did the X Files say? I want to believe. <laughs> So, with that said, with our crazy abduction story, actually, this is another one about UFOs. We've got a few of them. Um, so, this next one, it's uh, from Anomalian. It's a former Navy pilot says, I witnessed a solid black cube inside a translucent sphere. Former Lieutenant U.S. Navy and F.A. 1814F pilot Ryan Graves was the first active duty pilot to publicly disclose regular sightings of an unidentified aerial phenomenon. He talks uh, and talks about his encounter with what he describes as a solid black cube inside a translucent sphere. He states that despite the wind was over 120 to 140 miles per hour, the object was completely stationary in midair without moving a bit up and down, left or right, as well as the object follow following a so-called racetrack. What means what it means is it was not flying a straight flight path, but flew a random track that it made impossible maneuvers like a U-turn without slowing down. After the FA-18F got an upgraded radar system, the pilots saw these kinds of objects of unknown origin on a daily basis. We could speculate whether these objects without wings or visible proportion are man-made or of extraterrestrial origin. The fact is these objects with exceptional abilities exist and move through our skies for whatever reason. Not only Navy pilots, but also commercial pilots have reported these extraordinary flying objects, like the pilot who captured a black cube at high altitude during a commercial flight. They have a video. So as we hear this more and more, and I know that uh, even those report that was put out by the government, uh, they're no longer known as UFOs. I think they're unidentified aerial phenomenons. And they said the report was kind of, uh, it, it was kind of lackluster. They said, well, we don't know what they are. They could be this. They could be that. Um, they never say that they're uh, like here, well, extraterrestrial. No, here's the footage. Here's the footage. We don't know what it is. Um, don't know what it is. So we throw it out on. Uh, we throw it out for you guys to feel free to interject mm-hmm. whatever you think it is. And I think that's what they're yeah yeah exactly that, that's what they're saying. And then usually when when there's people like military people or uh, commercial pilots. When they see these things, um, again, I don't want to believe 
I don't want to say I believe one person more than the other, but sometimes you, you kind of, there's that credibility. It's like when you have somebody that says they were abducted, but they send their video out to fact or fiction, you know, as opposed to a pilot that says they saw something where they could possibly lose their license or have to, you know, uh, especially if they're in the military, have to be analyzed, you know, is everything there? Uh, or if they're, you know, is are, is there something wrong with them? Are they, you know, what do they actually witness? It becomes a little more believable uh, with this. Like, for example, this uh, officer who said he saw this block, you know, kind of just sitting there moving in a, in like on a racetrack. What do you guys make of this? I'll, let me start with Kelly. Okay. Yeah. So I would definitely agree that the commercial pilots and the military people have way more at stake, more things to lose by making something up mm. or something like that. So that's true. So I did a little research on this and I think it is what's called a drop sound, mm-hmm. which is a weather device that they drop from planes in the middle of storms okay. for weather reporting. And that would make sense for a few reasons. One being that's why they get seen on a regular basis because it's a scientific tool that's utilized often. Mm-hmm. It would be the reason that it goes in random directions because it's on the winds. It's like a floating device. Gotcha. And um, that would be why the commercial people see it also Mm. because they're just, they're in the airspace. Gotcha. Okay. Um, And and what is it called again? You said a drop sound. Can you spell that for me? Yeah. It's a drop sound like this. Oh. How do you spell it? S O. It's with an S. So it's D-R-O-P-S-O-N-D-E. Drop Sunday. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Because it's even the same shape, kind of. Actually, you are absolutely correct. Uh, Any of our listeners out there, Kelly actually uh, has a good point. If you look at it, they do have that square look to them, and they're very, uh, yeah. Is it one word or two words? I'm sorry. It's one word. Drop Sunday. D-R-O-P-S-O-N-D-E. But let me ask this, Kelly. If uh, I mean, may, maybe it's just uh, some of the uh, pilots just don't have not heard of this. Kind of like you know, I haven't heard of it. You would think they would know of this. You would, and also people it. can see it from the ground because the thing falls to the ground mm. when they collect it. So that would be why people see it coming down to the clouds too. So do they do they float while they're up there? Yeah, they drop down. They drop them from a plane and they float through the storm and pick gotcha. up the and then eventually come down to the ground. Hmm. And pick up data, it picks up data and then it and then you download it right okay yeah. all right that is crazy i think kelly just solved the uh we gotta we gotta send this out to uh <laughs> who, who was this again anomaly yeah this debunked. is anomaly. yeah debunk we've got the answer <laughs> it's you, just like the your next bedroom abduction lady <laughs> the feds show up to my door like, me, man. Man, i might be <laughs> Yes, do not open the door to the men in black. Um, yeah, but there, uh, outside of that one, there are other uh, crazy uh, phenomenon that a lot of uh, pilots uh, have seen. There's a fa- there's. Have you guys ever seen the one uh, that took place? It was uh, in Mexico where there's just this unusual uh, object that's following uh, one of the uh, Mexican fighter pilots. They're kind of flying and it's just unusual and they're filming it all. Like, do you see what's going on here? It's it, it, nobody yet knows what it is, um, but it, it's a very it's a very uh, cool video. It's still it's all in black and white, but um, uh, and it came out I want to say mid mid two thousands. It's it's a very interesting video. How about you? At anything? What do you, you think? This might be just a drop sound. Uh, that 
that, I mean, yeah, I mean, it looks like it's, uh, you know, they're mixing like uh, footage here of, uh, of stuff of, of like, kind of like what, what we were looking at via, uh, via the same, the same link. So, I mean, it looks very, it looks like it could be, but, um, you know, I'm just going to go back to honestly, like area 51, um, uh, that's that's where they tested a the the uh, uh, that was the U two spy plane. Mm-hmm. So uh, kind of made sense. It kind of makes sense that uh, they want to know what people are thinking uh, is going on with with that. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and also, that's where they the SRX Blackbird. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever saw, seen that type of plane. That was like the fastest air air aircraft. Yeah. I think it still is the fastest aircraft of all time, uh, but. You know, it goes um, uh, almost. It almost goes into outer space. That's how high yeah. it goes, and it's and it's super fast. So basically, mm-hmm. by the time any jet can try and intercept it, it's gone. You know, so so it's going to get uh, these things. So I, is Area Fifty One the next step? Uh, uh, is that where they? Is that where they're developing the new stealth technology? I, I'm just going to have to go back to that. I honestly, you know, the government is going to feel. I, I think the government's fine with you believing that it's uh, UFOs as opposed to um, as opposed to maybe the next development in uh, spy technology and stuff like that. That, and, and, be doing, so. that could be true. Yeah, that that, that yeah, could be true. But, um, but uh, or 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 I mean, or I mean, it's I mean, I wouldn't put it beyond our government to you know to hide stuff. But uh, I just you know just going back to. Where they think, you know, that's where they're hiding essentially the um, uh, the bodies of the uh, of the crashed aircraft mm-hmm. uh, from uh, Roswell. Uh, Roswell. Um, I just kind of find it odd that uh, we lucked out. <laughs> uh, you know, we, one uh, thing, I, I, before you get into too much into Roswell, I yeah. do want to cover that at one point. I don't know if you guys yeah. want to do Roswell at one point. We can yeah. go into like into detail because that's that is one of the more interesting, um, like. If there was a true crash landing, I would think that would be one right there, you know. Uh, but but keep going. I'm sorry, I, I don't want to cut you off. Yeah, well, no, no. Just uh, I, I guess my my thing is, um, uh, I I kind of feel like uh, I don't think I don't think the government really fights people for for not believe for for st- like stopping people from believing in UFOs. Mm-hmm. And I find that to be kind of interesting in itself. At least this that's just my thing. I. I don't know anybody that's really uh, like had uh, F, uh, UFO theories and, and have disappeared. So my feeling is, uh, well, I, I think they're fine. I think maybe, they're fine. maybe they've disappeared and you don't know about it. That's how good the yeah, game okay. is. Right. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure. But uh, that's my that's my thing. But uh, um, yeah, I uh, I I feel like um, I feel like most of the stuff is uh, well. Actually, back to back to um, actually, Neil deGrasse Tyson is uh, is saying a lot of stuff now about this. Uh, uh, even if let's say let's say um, you know the uh, our galaxy is is how old is it? It's it, you could say it's like like six billion years old. Um, let's mm-hmm. say in our galaxy alone, there was another. Uh, uh, civilization with that that came up uh, that came up let's say just a thousand years uh, ahead of us mm-hmm. um, in, in the vastness of our of our galaxy wouldn't there be a little bit more um, communication 
uh, communications coming through now uh, with with all our stuff or um, maybe a little bit more um, interaction with with stuff uh, that my, my thing is this uh, you know, like a thousand years is 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 a is it a blink of an eye mm-hmm. in, in terms of evolution and all this stuff uh, let's just say let's just say a, a civilization was like 500 years more advanced like uh, us dealing with people 500 years ago, I mean, they probably think we're like godlike, you know, as opposed to tech, you know, technologically and stuff like that. But extrapolate that, you know, the the galaxy is what 150,000 light years across. Uh, so far, we 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 know that the speed of light is essentially the uh, the speed limit to to time itself, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in space time. So. It, it, in in let's say let's just say like a thousand years why why haven't we uh received more um more communications from these guys or or things of well, that nature a couple things it's just you're you're expecting that if there is you're saying one thing you're saying is like okay well imagine if there was a person that was 500 go ahead go ahead what are you saying yeah well it just just five it, it could it it could mean a maybe maybe we we are we are alone at least in this galaxy or two we're probably the most civilized. We're probably uh, we're probably the most highly developed uh, um, species in in the in the galaxy at this point. And all right, so that's just that's that's what it, when when you start it, it's it's it sucks being like um, it sucks being like uh, um, you know just cynical, but mm-hmm. it's just like you kind of have to think about that. Like it's just like yeah, I mean. Eh, even even like ten thousand, let's just say like ten thousand years. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's really in 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 the in the scheme of like evolution and and things of that nature. Yeah, that's really not that that's really not that long. So why haven't we? I I would think um, if this if life uh, in itself is is really um, is really um, even if it's as um, almost impossible to think that it ha- happens randomly. Why don't we see more of it? You know, that's just my yeah. thing. So, a couple of things. It's you're saying that you know you're comparing to humans, like saying that if we were if I, if we met our humanity 500 years from now, we would think it's this crazy advanced society. Um, and you're comparing that to if there was another civilization. The thing is that if there was another civilization, it might not be anything of what we expect, anything at all. You can uh, use your, you know, greatest imagination, and it might be just totally not in line with that. It, you know, it could be. It 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 might not know what it is to, you know, to die. You know, it might be a solution. It has no clue what that is. Has no idea what it is to uh, feel empathy. You know, it just it might not it might not understand anything. And um, now you're putting it out. You know, it, it's 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 technology might be different. Something we can't. Um, uh, calculate uh and yeah it, it it might it might be something that might already be here and we don't even know it, or that's already trying to it's already trying to communicate with us and we don't have the technology to communicate back or to understand what it's trying to say i mean when i say we can't understand it, it's like if an ant were to look at us and say well how come humans aren't you know, building a colony uh, uh, and and having a queen and um, and following orders, you know, in in a single line. Well, that's because we don't do that. We're not. That's not how we work. And it's uh, 
I think, you know, you're saying that uh, why haven't, you know, with, I, I think what you're trying to say is, it, we're, you know, you're saying we're either alone or, um, or that we're the most advanced. I would say that, Certainly. Yeah. one, maybe there was something that was already more advanced than us and doesn't exist anymore, civilization. And again, the other thing is maybe there are civilizations out there that we just don't comprehend. I mean, there might be one that, let's say, let's say, for example, this box that it's not a uh what was it called again a, a sanda let's say it's not uh, a drop a drop sign let's say it's a, let's say it's a weird thing that another civilization has sent out to figure out to learn more about us you know for us we look at that we're like what is this this is like this makes no sense but for them it's it's it it, it, it is a way of communicating i mean ed when we sent out the satellite what did we send in there we sent out a picture of uh, or when we went out, remember uh, uh, Carl Sagan? Voyager. Voyager, yeah. Sent, Voyager. We sent out some mathematics giving directions to our planet, which I think is one of the dumbest things you could do. Um, and no, number two is we also sent out a picture of a of a male and a female, which I believe it was Sagan that, that said that the thing that's going to be the most, uh, the most, uh, uh, or the most, uh, not misunderstood, but the what's going to be most difficult to understand to any civilization that finds that is not the mathematical kind of equation that we sent out, but the photo of the man and woman, because they they may look nothing like us. And they'll say, like, what is this that I'm looking at? Um, I don't know. Right. Um, I think we've gone on a tangent here on... Uh... Too, <laughs> too late. <laughs> too late. <laughs> for one second because yes. the box when they showed pictures of it it kind of looked like an amazon like thing and I, I think amazon would just love that proprietary <laughs> like so that they could just zip packages all through the clouds to be long we that we've actually we, it really is an amazon amazon drop box <laughs> where's where's my um uh, my latest uh i don't know what do i get from amazon well, where, where are my where are my pens at? Drop them down. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, uh, 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 well, uh, good conversation. But let's let's go on to the next one. Unless you have anything left to say on that. No, I'm good with okay. this guy. But uh, yeah. All right. This next one was one that I actually was uh, fairly interested in. Um, it deals with reincarnation. So this is also from Anomalian. It says two-year-old Luke from Ohio states, I was killed and now I'm born as a boy. The mother, and again, I'm, I'm going to take this as uh, it's, it's, a, it's a legitimate news report. It says Fox 2 now. The mother of two-year-old Luke from Ohio, USA, claims that her child told her about his past life and scared her. Um, that is from uh, reports Fox 2 News. According to Erica Ruhlman, the boy at some point began to behave very strangely. He began to worry about the safety of the house and later began to call all the toys Pam, although they did not know uh, a woman by that with that name. I asked him, who is Pam? He turned to me and said, well, that was me. I asked what this means. And he replied, it used to be me, but I died, went up to heaven and saw God, and then God pushed me back down. When I woke up, I was already a baby and you called me Luke, Erica said. The woman claims that she was very embarrassed since they never talk about God and did not discuss the topics of life and death. 
Then she decided to ask how Pam died, to which she received the answer that the woman died in a fire. At the same time, the child made a hand gesture explaining that Pam had jumped from the roof. The mother claims that her son often provided other spine-chilling details, including telling his family that he traveled on a train to Chicago, but the family who lived in Cincinnati, Ohio, had never been to the city. He used to say, when I was a girl, I had black hair, or he would say, I used to have earrings like that when I was a girl, Erica shared. Erica decided to find information about fires in Chicago. She learned that in March 1993, the building of the Paxson Hotel was engulfed in a massive fire and most of the residents were locked up on the upper floors. 19 people died that day, including 30-year-old Pamela Robinson. Fleeing from the fire, she jumped off the roof. The Ruleman family was connected with the paranormal investigation TV show, The Ghost Inside My Child, whose producer also investigated Luke's shocking claims. A lot of photos of strangers were placed in front of the child, among which was a picture of Pam. The boy pointed to the photo of the deceased woman and said that he remembers when it was taken. Uh, Erica began to inquire about Pam's relatives and contacted her daughter. After the conversation, she found similarities between the deceased woman and her son. I know that Pam was a big fan of the American singer Stevie Wonder. Luke really likes his music, says Erica. According to the woman, Luke soon began to let go of Pam and had nothing more to say about her. Despite this, Erica believes that what happened should be shared with people. Uh, this story speaks of unity and love, she says. The Romans were open to share their spooky story, but Pam's family declined to comment. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised Pam's family was like, no, I'm not going to say anything. Um, yeah. All right. So when it comes to reincarnation, this is a big thing, as a lot of people know, in many, many different uh, uh, religions and societies. It's, you know, um, and, you know, just even in general, the, the idea that after you die, I mean, you do become one and, you know, it's like matter cannot be created or destroyed. So you just go on and you do, uh, in, in essence, you are reincarnated to something else. Um, even, even if it's just a, a plant, I mean, in its most basic form, I mean, you do become something else. Um, but when it comes to reincarnation of like of a past life, things of that nature, um, before I even ask about this kid in general, what do you guys think about that, about reincarnation? Uh, let me start this uh, time with that. <laughs> oh, um, uh, I think in a scientific, uh, very pragmatic and uh, just in general, there, there's reincarnation. I think, uh, uh, I mean, we share the, uh, we share an energy with the universe, all mm -hmm. the, all the atoms, everything, uh, that we're made of is, is, uh, comes from, uh, the earth, uh, you know, but, um, as far as like remembering past lives, um, I don't know. Uh, I, I would tend to be cynical about that. Mm -hmm. Um, that's just me, but uh, in a in a spirit in a just in a very uh, you know just material material sense, yeah. We're of course we I, you could say we're all recycled products mm -hmm. of uh, the universe. You know? That is very true. We really are. I mean, at the end of the day. Um, all right, well, Carl, we'll, Yeah, we'll stop. Uh, let, let me. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, yeah. Kelly, what do you? In general, what do you think of like the idea of like reincarnation coming back uh, as uh, like having ideas of of your former life? Well, oh, like if there I, is one. Sorry. Yeah, like I kind of said, I guess like I believe that we're all recycled and not mm. necessarily reincarnated. I I don't think so. Okay. I don't. Think all so. right. 
Me, I, I'm going to be honest. I, I want to believe sometimes that, that it does happen because some of these stories. So, all right. Well, again, maybe I'm the only one that has these thoughts. Like, remember I mentioned that, like, uh, like I remember things that didn't happen, you know, now I'm getting creeped out because I thought everybody had that. You know, I thought that, I thought that was somebody that everybody that happened to everyone. So now, now my question is, where are these thoughts coming from? You know, uh, like I'm like I for certain that that didn't happen. I feel like if it were true, why wouldn't it occur to everybody? Why wouldn't ever? Or you know what I mean? Why would it be so rare that somebody? If it happens to all of us, why would it be so rare that somebody feels it? Right. Well, because it's like a dream, all right. Because this is what you think of reincarnation. Uh, not. You don't remember all your dreams when you wake up. Sometimes you, I mean, maybe that's just me again, but there are times I might not remember any dreams at all. Now, you, I know I dreamt, but then there are times where when you do remember the dream, it's so vivid and you're like, yes, I, you know, but there are times that you know you were dreaming, but you can't remember it. And that's what, you know, the idea of reincarnation. And then also, like, you might remember your dream on a Monday, but by Friday, you totally forgot what it was that you dreamt about. And the older you get, the less you remember of your former life, you know, it's just. Do we only reincarnate one time or can you be reincarnated multiple times? In one uh, well, life? if we're looking at, if we're looking at the Hindu version of it, you can be reincarnated multiple times until you finally reach, uh, is it, is it Nirvana. Bodhisattva or what is it? I'm sorry. Nirvana, right. Isn't that where you reach Nirvana? Nirvana. Nirvana. I think it is Nirvana. Yes. Um, yeah. Until you reach that. Um, or uh, so, yeah. I mean, you could be reincarnated multiple times in, in different lives as different animals until you reach that uh, higher plateau. And it, it's different for everybody. It, it, you could you could reach it the first time. You could reach it after thirty times. You know, it doesn't. You know, you don't know. It's just one day you do become uh, you do reach nirvana. And I don't think they say. I don't think you. It's not always you have to be a good person. I think you just reach it at, when you're ready to reach it. It's karma. Um, Karma feeds yeah. into that. that's how your reincarnation I, is determined. I, I believe so, and I don't. I don't want to say any different because I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, but that sounds right. And um, so the thing is, like, you know, it. I don't want to say no because it's such a. It's ingrained in so many different religions that. Uh, I mean, just the just the fact that we can even think and process and and have abstract thoughts is in and of itself just insane just the fact that we can do that um no other animal can do it to the point to the extent that we can no you know you're not going to see a dog building a house you know you're not going to see uh uh i don't know a lizard doing mathematics you know they could you know we could figure stuff out that they can't and uh so what happens you know this this missing link that we have that makes us uh not better but makes makes us Think the abstract. Where does that go once we leave? Once we're done, does it suddenly just poof? You're done, and it's it's gone. You know, That's and questions. <laughs> and, 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 and it's such it's such a sad thing to think that that would be it. Or do we come back as something else? And um, is there is there uh, you know, um, I, I think it's good to believe that we do. It's there's nothing. Look at, at the end of the day, um. But yeah, yeah, talking about uh, what um, uh, about reincarnation, I don't know, and I don't want to. I don't want to be somebody that's going to say absolutely not because there's way too many people that believe in it. So I don't want to say no. Um, I think I think it's a I think it's a beautiful idea. I think it's a great um, belief. 
you know, that you can come back again, get a second chance. Some, it, sometimes some people might say it sounds selfish, you know, to think you only get, you only get one shot at this. Why do you believe you should get two? And maybe, you know, it's not the fact that you get a second shot. It's the fact that, I mean, as we, as both of us, as all three of us would agree that there is reincarnation by, in a, in a scientific, uh, in a scientific way, you know, a scientific idea that once you're done, your body gets, uh, you know, it. So you can't just recycle. Yeah. Yeah. Matter doesn't disappear. Exactly. But can we talk about this case? Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you for taking me back to the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So I feel so bad for Pam's family mm-hmm. who is having to relive trauma because this, you know, like yeah. why contact her daughter and like ask her questions. Like, did your mom like Stevie Wonder? Like, are you serious? Like, mm-hmm. to what end? And then to be calling the TV like company again, to be on TV again. Yeah. One of these TV people, you know, I'm just like, come on. It'd be one thing if you kept it at home yeah. and your friends and family were like, wow, that's weird and crazy. So yeah. my thing, I yeah. agree. I think, I think it's one thing when I read some of these articles and some of these stories, when you find out that they've been contacting TV people and contacting like, um, uh, yeah, yeah, like internet, uh, yeah, t- t- uh, TV shows, it kind of loses a little bit of the credibility. You know, if it's just a story saying, hey, look, this is what my son has been doing. Um, it's really unusual. I wanted to tell somebody because I don't know what's going on. That's one thing. But the second you do a TikTok video or contact, you know, um, you contact Geekers Creepers, a television show coming out in, uh, coming out in 2024. Um, yeah, then then it seems like you're uh, you're in it to make a, a quick buck. Um, it's it's like anybody that's doing clairvoyant uh, psychic mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, I mean, and and you're you're exploiting uh, you're uh, you're exploiting people's uh, pain. And that's, well, yeah, uh, that's, not, not only the people, but her son too. If yeah. if you know if the son's not saying this, you know, um, who knows? I mean, <laughs> but but I agree. I think I think at this point, because look, the kid is saying. Yes, I knew uh, a, a girl. If if what if what she says is true, there was a girl named Pam, and she was in a fire and jumped out. And look, I mean, I could tell you, hey, there was a guy named Matt who got shot and screamed for help. And then you can look up anybody named Matt and be like, oh wait, there was a Matt in Ohio that got shot. Let me call up his family and see, hey, uh, you know, my my kids. Um, <laughs> did your son like uh, Dave Matthews? <laughs> You know, um, and also like they picked a place like Chicago with a high rise building, so there'd be a lot of people, a lot more chance, and somebody would be named Pam, like such a common name. It's just oh, Oh, and the other one I like, and they both like Stevie Wonder. I'm like, who doesn't like Stevie Wonder? (laughs) Stevie Wonder, like everybody's gonna like Stevie Wonder. I think it'd be more weird if like neither of them like Stevie Wonder. Then, then we'd have a problem. They really hated Stevie Wonder. <laughs> they really Wonder. hated they Stevie Wonder. <laughs> that that person should not be reincarnated. <laughs> uh, Don't you hate Steve? That's that's a prerequisite, right? For yeah. reincarnation. That's bad karma. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. On to our final, final uh story of the week. Uh this one. <laughs> All right. Um, this is CCTV captures paranormal activity at antique shop. Ed, have you seen this video? 
I, you know what? I haven't. And right. uh, while I, I read this, go to take a look my, at it, Kelly. My, you, my computer just went into a, an update, so I. Oh, okay. All right. Well, what I'm going to do is I'll show you the video. Kelly, you saw it, correct? Oh, is she there? Oh, sorry, I haven't. But what? I think I know this story. I think I've seen it a long time ago. Okay, I'm going to read this and then I'll share the video. We'll watch it. I've got... <laughs> All right, let me read it real quick here. Chill chilling footage captured on CCTV shows items mysteriously falling from shelves of the building. Now an antique shop without any apparent reason whatsoever. Reports UKMovies.Yahoo.com. All right. Um, in one particularly startling clip, a bizarre mist can be seen floating through the air in the middle of the night when the shop was locked up and empty. Daniel Parker, who owns Barnsley's Antique Center in South York, said peculiar things have been just uh, have just kept happening ever since he opened in 2014. The 42-year-old added that the number of weird incidences have happened here over the years is absolutely bizarre. I'm naturally skeptical about paranormal activity and all that, but seeing the things I've seen has forced me to think twice. I'll... Um, or I'll just be stood at the till. Or I'll just be stood at the till, and things will start dropping off the shelves, which would be fine if it happened a few times. But it's all the time. Quote: People who know about this kind of thing think there are ghosts, spirits, and all sorts of things in the shop. It's all very strange. Daniel's shop is inside a building dating back to the 19th century, which once housed the funeral parlor, which some would say explains the mysterious going ons. All right, uh, it goes into a lot more. I want to show you the video. This is. This is, uh, give me one minute. Let me make sure it's not too loud. Yeah, if you could share it. I yeah, all right. Are we ready? Okay, let me give me okay. one second here. And I'm going to hit share sound. Are right, you guys there? Yep. Tell me we can see the video. We can see yes. it. Yes. All right. All right. Now, as we watch, it's just the CCTV and something just falls off the wall. All right, as you're walking around. Now there's another CCTV. Let me see if I can make this a little bigger here. All right, another CCTV. And something else falls off a shelf. <laughs> and some more CCTV. And something just falls off the shelf. Let's see here. All right, look, I'm going to be honest. There's no ghost here. These people just do not know how to nail stuff to the wall. This is what this, <laughs> like, watch, look, watch, something's going to fall off the wall or find a fall over here. There we go. Look at this. This is not, this, this is either the most petty ghost ever who just wants to knock little things or they are not, or they don't know how to properly put stuff up and they're captured. This is one where, um, yeah. It's uh, kind of funny they're calling it creepy. <laughs> yeah. This is not creepy. This is just, guys. Oh, did let's see, see what else. Um, did you see Toy Story 3? <laughs> Where like they're knocking stuff off the shelves in the store. It reminds me of that. I could see that. I, I I'm oh wait, let's see what else falls off the wall here. Let's see, let's see. And look, this happens it's at my book. house all the time. Like a I'm like a book push it. Yeah, the book yeah. fell off. Watch, watch something off the wall is gonna happen. Off the wall. Oh no, it did it. It, it ended there. All yeah. right. So yeah, this is um I thought we could end with that one because that's just uh, that is, in my opinion. Uh, Did I read that it used to be a funeral parlor? It, yeah, that's what it said. And I think that's what they are like. Oh, it must be something creepy, and it's mm -hmm. not. It's just them. It's just them. It's it's them not putting stuff on the wall, trying to make an extra buck. Um, usually, ones like that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a. Uh, so it's tapping the other side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
And it's interesting. It's happening when people are around. It's not mm -hmm. like the middle of the night when it would be like creepy. You yeah, know, I mean, like walk on the floor a certain way and shake a shelf. Yeah. Or, or how often have you put something like you put, you know, you got something on your trash and it falls off accidentally. And you're like, oh, I guess I got to take out the trash. I piled it too high. I don't blame <laughs> it on ghosts. I'm just a slob. I got to take out the trash. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was just, that's the last one of them. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think um, that's, that's uh, all our, uh, our news of the week stories that we don't, as I said, we don't have a topic of the week, um, but hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we will have one. I'm going to be working on a few um, topics. Oh, by the way, Ed, I, uh, or our listeners, Ed sent me a video of, a screaming lady that was um it was a video for a ghost of a screaming lady you sent me that one a couple of days ago uh yes yeah uh, so i did some research on that one it's actually okay. it was a promo for a movie so they did it turns out that it was just it was viral or what's it called guerrilla marketing um oh okay so it was for a movie and That's... i remember seeing it too and doing a little uh thought it was really creepy so I did a little research after you sent it out, and I found out that yeah, it's um, uh, it was some guerrilla marketing for some small movie that never made it. I think I think the video became more popular than the actual movie itself. <laughs> the trailer, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, is it like that smile? Wasn't there that smile movie uh, mm -hmm. that came out? Uh, they were they were dropping people in um, during the play, like the MLB playoffs. There are people doing that weird, crazy smiles. Really. Did you I didn't know that? Oh, oh yeah, um, yeah. People were like, uh, people were sending in like, like, what the heck is with these people smile? Like, uh, yeah, they were dropping real people, like actors, into like uh, right behind home plate, and they're doing like big smiles. You remember there was like that movie? Yeah, I know. Like, the, I uh, know the movie. It just came out just recently. <clears throat> it just came out, mm -hmm. but uh, part of the promo was they were they were dropping actors in. And and doing the like really crazy smiles like <laughs> like it was like someone yeah. someone made a buck but someone paid a heck of a lot of money for those guys to sit there you know, yeah some of those viral marketing ones I I don't get like they're trying to like um really promote their movies and a lot of times like like with this one the actual video became more popular than the movie itself because a lot of people had heard about that uh, that video um but all right well I think that's everything for uh, for today's. Uh, Geekers Creepers, are there any final parting words? Uh, let's start with Eddie. Uh, no, uh, always a pleasure. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can continue doing this. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's uh, a lot of fun, even though I'm probably probably uh, rank amongst the the cynics, uh, high cynics of us. That's fine. Look, at group. some point we're going to find a few of these <laughs> where we're not going to know what they are. You know, there's always yeah. some good ones. There's always some really good stories out there, and that's the thing. You know, not um 90 95% of these stories are just like nope nope they just didn't put anything they they didn't nail the uh the picture on the shelf you know well enough you know but then there's a 5% where just like we don't know what that is and that's where it gets fun that's where it gets fun right um, right i agree right, Kel, any any final party words Buzz? well i hope i don't get abducted after solving the ufo mystery <laughs> <laughs> um good one yeah, this is a lot of fun. I think she had a lot of fun. <laughs> Welcome to episode 61. It's only Ed this time. Wow. <laughs> At this episode, we're going to talk about what happened to Kelly. <laughs> no, but thank you so much. Mm -hmm.
All right, guys. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening. And um, if you can, check out our YouTube videos. They're going up uh, little by little. Most of those are hope in the hopes that people will come back to our podcast. I do a few uh, a few videos here and there. I've been working on another one recently. But, guys, thank you so much. And until next time, I do wish you all the best in life, love, and gaming. Good night, everybody.